2: I am Andrew Bogish, as Brian Jones just learned, uh, I am in for Gio this morning, <laughs> who has been pulled down the hallway because of um, uh, a sick day, so Geo's hanging out with his fancier friends, and I get to hang out with you this morning, BJ, and as we all expected... We all found out at about six PM Eastern yesterday that this was happening, and you found out at six AM Eastern this morning. How are you? Yeah. Mm.
0: What's going on around
2: here? A lot of things. I am not privy to it. No, you were privy to it. I was. You just chose not to privy it. Oh. Does that okay. make sense?
0: Yeah. Okay. With what he said well, that makes sense. Let's hope our buddy Jerry gets better uh, and, and is back in business here quickly. Thinking about you, Jerry Recko.
2: Okay. I mean, my, I, 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 you say it as if something real happened, and as something if something real on, did happen. As if you've been it? on top of the situation for the last twelve hours, and you. I'm saying just it like I just out.
0: found out. So, and I'm hoping he feels Me better. Too. Hopefully, the Dodgers oh, feel better as well. Doesn't matter when you find out, as long as you I care guess. when you find out, right? Yes. So nope. uh,
2: they can't all be winners. We had five and a half really good, entertaining, close, dramatic, back and forth, epic. Ah, uh, we crawled in and out of the crevasse of delight over and over again during this <laughs> series, and then last night um, well, it was like second base. It was it was five nothing quickly. Uh, a couple of chances early for the Dodgers to get back into this one, uh, but the Astro bullpen, much maligned going into the postseason and then through the postseason, did a heck of a job post Lance <laughs> McCullers last night. And here we are, the Astros, who began as the Colt Forty Fives in 1962, finally have a world title. Uh,
0: Great for Houston, considering everything they've gone through uh, with Hurricane Harvey and great for this this franchise, everything they've gone through. They had issues, not only... On the field, but off the field, Jim Crane took over as the owner of that baseball team, and, and they had problems with the television partners there in Houston. It, it was just a total mess. We've had Reed Ryan, who's a member of that front office, on the show a number of times, and I've known Reed for a while now. And and he and and Lou now, the general manager, and and Jim Crane, that whole organization have done just a fabulous job piecing that team together and believing. Uh, as Luna said last night, believing in their philosophy, and, and Reed has shared with us on this show that they wanted to go out and 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 draft athletes, and and not just these select baseball players, the players that just uh, focus on 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 baseball, one sport. No, we want guys who are well rounded, and that's what they've done, and 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 they've just amassed a, a wonderful young baseball team, and and. Here and there, they've they've uh, brought in bets, and, and and those guys have played a huge role. Brian McCann, Carlos Beltran, and, and others. And Charlie Morton, the job he did those last four innings, but he allowed one base runner in the last three, I believe. Uh, he was just nails last night, and, and Gio has uh, shared his story from his days at Pittsburgh with us numerous times about all of the travails and, and issues he had to overcome, and he talked... A little bit about that last night in the post game, but uh, a great victory for the city of Houston. A great victory for uh, that franchise. Uh, that that was uh, just a whipping they put on the Dodgers last night.
2: Yeah, and I and I heard multiple people yesterday predicting throughout the day on our air, on different places in print, on Twitter, wherever it was, um, that this they just almost were guaranteeing a dramatic Game Seven. We got a great one last year. The one in 2014 between the Royals and Giants was great as well. They, they can't all be epics. And what's where the credit goes last night is the Astros, you know, jumping on the Dodgers immediately. And George Springer, it kind of reminded me, it wasn't as impactful because it didn't go over the fence. But Jeter's first pitch home run in the Subway Series that kind of immediately ended any thought of the right. Mets rallying any back in that series, set the tone right away. You know, Springer ripping the double, and then Bellinger makes the horrible throw at first base on the ground over there. They get their two runs in the first inning, and then Springer, the bigger swing in the second, the two-run homer that changes the entire dynamic of that inning in the game. I mean, that's how you win on the road in any kind of big game, in any sport. You throw the quick punch, and Springer and the Astros delivered it, and immediately, you know, once they survived those two quick chances for the Dodgers to get right back in this game, um, and it wasn't over-over from there, but I mean, that's... That's how you get things done well, in a you, big you, spot.
0: Immediately, you want to take the crowd out of the equation, and that's what they did. Springer did that. He has been doing that all season long. He had some some hiccups in the ALCS, and and uh, and, and then he turned things around late in in that series, and, and and he just kept going. And especially in this one, five home runs the last you know few ball games. Remarkable. Yeah, it, it's just tremendous. The third person to do that was Chase Utley and, and, and Reggie Jackson. Yes. And, and and so you take the crowd out, and you also want to instill some doubt. In, in the home team yep. and, and you know everyone's jacked everyone's amped up and immediately you jump on top of them to nothing and you've got that pitcher reeling out there who didn't pitch his first outing, so you know he's very uh focused on coming out and getting the bad taste out of his mouth and, and he being you darvish and that doesn't occur and we've been talking all series about these managers pulling pitchers too soon and especially dave roberts he couldn't pull this guy soon enough. I mean, he's down 2-0. I'm yanking him immediately, especially in the second inning. You got, he's walking guys. He, he's giving up hits. Let's go. Uh, let's hit the bullpen right now. You, you pull him faster than you can slap a tick. And uh, what was he waiting on? Then he gives up the, he uh, gets two outs and he gives up the three-run, uh, home run. Uh, come on. I, I'm taking him out ASAP. Any, if I I have any hint of you Darvish not being on point, you're out of here. And from the first batter on, he wasn't on point.
2: Yeah, I thought about that in the moment, and I thought about it, you know, for the next couple of innings after Springer took him deep. Uh, and I never I never got to a conclusion. So I, 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 I'm no help to you here. <laughs> I because, got to a conclusion. <laughs> well, because like, you know the thing, and I and I get it. Like every all hands are on deck, and you and you can't fall behind five nothing but he had just gotten two ground ball outs. Now he's facing a guy that ripped a double off him and is the hottest guy in the lineup coming back in the second inning. Um, And he had Morrow up, you know, to come in as a reliever as if it was the seventh or the eighth and get out of a jam and then turn things over to Kershaw to give him the length to kind of get things back on the normal rhythm. But as you're sitting there in the dugout, and again, this is all afterthought and second-guessing, you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think, do I leave you, Darvish, in, or do I take him out? And I'm... Never crosses my mind that he's gonna grew. I mean, that pitch was right down the middle. Had Springer not hit it 450 feet, there would have been an issue. And like that's what I wouldn't have saw coming. You know, didn't walk him, didn't miss with a couple of frisbee sliders. He just put a fastball right down the middle. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, and I, I'm not doing my job by not having a hot take on this, uh, which but is I, surprising. you should, have Andrew Bogish. I sat there and I'm like, do you take him out? <laughs> I and I and I think in the moment. I chose for the—I didn't want to go to my bullpen that fast, even though the game was basically over with that swing— Right, you're just you're yeah. so screwed if all of a sudden your relievers in in the second inning, and well, I probably would have done the same thing, to Roberts. You,
0: you, did. you know, everyone's all hands on deck at that point. Right. So it's the last game of the season. You bring him in the first and second, whenever you need to. And I thought he needed to, especially early on in that second inning. But that to your point, you're down two nothing. You think you can hold them there? Yet your offense does nothing. They get the uh, the leadoff hitter on inning after inning. I think all the way up to about the fourth to fifth inning it was the first time they didn't have a leadoff guy on. On. You get a couple guys on no outs, and yet those balls that were grooved right down the middle, the Dodgers could not connect with those. If they did connect, it was a broken bat, it was a bloop hit, or a bloop uh, uh, foul uh, fair ball, or, or, or I mean it, fly ball, which is what I'm trying to say. But they they could not connect. That they could not generate any offense, and they they but, at the end of the night, I think it was twelve uh, guys left on base. Twelve uh, guys 10, left on base. Seniors. One of
2: thirteen with horses in scoring yeah. position.
0: Yeah, in scoring position. I mean, so they could not get their bats going, and and Bellinger had uh, a horrible series, striking out. Time after time, and so the pitching of McCullers, who admitted he had nothing, so he knew he was going to have a short night, but he had enough to keep the Dodgers at bay. And then they brought in, uh, you know, Morton and, and some of the, the bullpen guys. Davinsky comes in, pitches up, Peacock. Uh, yeah. So their, their pitchers did a mighty fine job uh, holding the Dodgers down. And and Kershaw comes in; he, he's keeping it right there at five runs, and and, and hoping that his offense can finally start up, but they don't. They do nothing. They give uh, that, that that pitching staff, or at least uh, Kershaw, nothing to work with, even though he held the Astros right there on that five spot. So uh, they had their opportunities, and they couldn't do anything with them.
2: Yeah, the, the the chance to me really was in that first inning. And I there's differing schools of thoughts in baseball at how important it is to score right back again if you give up a run. And I think last night, if you got even just a run in that bottom of the first inning, right. it just changes the uh, dynamic. Uh, and – they get the bases loaded, and even before that, Bellinger's up there and he strikes out for the first time. Uh, and then the ground out. You just you, you got to get something in. You got to get somebody across. You got to do something, especially when you're given the breaks. That they were that, those two hit batters. First of all, the right. lead off double. Taylor does his job. Lead off double. I'm thinking, oh man, when he hits that ball, I'm thinking we're we're again going to be 13, 12 mm-hmm. and fifteen inning. I mean, this this is what's coming. And then two-hit batters, the bases are loaded. I'm thinking, man, Seager's getting you – know, we're right back in. And Peterson's up there. We're right back in this game. And we like the fans. Like yeah. It's like, here we go, not we the Dodgers. And they get out of that, and the first – then the next inning is a single to start that thing, and they get out of that as well with the, the line drive double play that they're showing now on our TV. I mean, it's just um, – they, they were there for the Dodgers. They were not completely wiped out by the Astro pitchers, at least the, the early ones, before Morton got in there. Uh, but no. they just couldn't get that one hit that turned the tide back um, in their favor.
0: That that was it. The, the missed opportunities and Puig had numerous pitches he he missed on. And you saw him jumping around, bounding there in the in, in the uh, batter's box because uh, he knew he he had missed a couple of uh, pitches that were right there, low hanging fruit for him, but difficult to hit. And that's why these guys are. They're out there playing. They're the professionals, but the, the pitchers got the best of them last night. So, yeah, the Dodgers, uh, as upset as they are, you know they're highly upset. A, a wonderful uh, regular season, and, and you get to this Game 7 in the World Series, and you had opportunities, and you did not take advantage of them, whereas the Houston Astros, they did take advantage of them, and, and so they're the world champions, and, and congrats to them. A wonderful season by them. And and, and SI got it right. We always talk about I the mean, Sports Illustrated jinx. Yeah, Well, they got it right. <laughs> Four years ago, they, they have Springer on the cover, and they're talking about this rebuild down in Houston and, and how they've amassed this talent, and, and they pegged them as the 2017 champions, and, and they were right on point. So I guess we want to be on SI now, right? We want to be on the cover? I mean... <laughs> as long as it's, it's four years out.
2: Yeah. I yeah, do not want to predict not, me to be something good.
0: Right. Not you know? not during the preseason. Not, not, not the addition leading up to the, the commencing of a, a new season. You don't want to be on there, but as far as four years out, Okay, put us on there, and and this what is beautiful about this is the journey. And I always talk about it when you see guys crying at the end of the season; they won that championship. It's not because they just now won; it's because of everything they've gone through to get there—the spring training, even the off season before you get to the spring training—and then everything that you you everything that regular season entails, and the, the the attrition you have to overcome, adversity, all those things, and then you finally get to that that pinnacle and you you sit back and you reflect on that and, and that's when the tears start start flowing. But uh your know, S I to to see this in the making four years ago, I don't know who wrote the article. Uh, or ben
2: Ryder, Ben Reader, who I was thought it? was was it, was it? okay? Yeah. Yeah. Who I thought was now hosts at six PM here for CBS Sports <laughs> Radio for
0: a second. Well, but well, that's Bill. Good for him yeah. uh, because he he called uh, called his shot and and he was correct and 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 the way they've gone about doing this it's just been perfect. You you stick to your your process, well, and and that's what they did.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a journey that goes back into the National League, right? yeah, <laughs> like right. six or seven years uh, yeah. ago, where they're transitioning. The American League, um, they bring in Jeff Luno and his staff, and they get to a more you know sabermetric kind of standpoint and looking at things a little bit differently. They and we can talk about this more in depth later on in the show as well. But you know they they had three straight horrible, embarrassing seasons, and Jose Altuve was there for some of that. And through, three was it
0: three hundred loss seasons yeah, he was there in, for in a row.
2: So you, and you know you go through all those draft picks and all the development and the right signings and the right trades using some of those assets. And it becomes what this this team was. And A.J. Hinch was a man that people weren't sure you know, deserved to have this job and was coming out of the front office to take it. And that has worked out here as well. They had their hiccups along the way, but they figured things out. They rescued themselves in the ALCS, thank goodness, to beat the Yankees. Oh, shut up. And then history wasn't on their side in this standpoint, losing Game 6. Usually then you lose Game 7, at least recently in World Series history. They didn't do that as well. They won last night in somebody else's place with a beautifully constructed road game. I mean, it really, there's there's so much credit to go around and so much to appreciate about what the Astros accomplished. And then you throw in kind of the non-baseball sports stuff and what this must mean for Houston. And you know, we can speak a little bit to it here in New York. Now, not for me personally because um, I'm not the Yankee fan that you are, and they didn't get to the ultimate ch- championship that right. like the Astros right. did, but the Yankees in 2001 post-9-11 yep. – You know, certainly galvanized New York and helped the healing process post that. And now Houston post Harvey, you know, gets a similar boost here from this baseball team, which has been, by the way, almost unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, it it almost makes you believe in higher powers and the universe and Carmen, whatever it is, that they're like probably now 40 and 5 since the storm, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, to overcome that and and not be able to get home and remember the back and forth between them and the Rangers and, and they didn't want to switch uh, those uh, those home stints. Uh, the Rangers didn't, and and and, and so you you dealing with being displaced as long as they were. I believe they played those games they were supposed to play at home. They played them in Tampa. Uh, if my memory serves me correct correctly and, and so you, you deal with that and and yet that doesn't derail you although uh, your mind is elsewhere you're still able to perform uh, there on the diamond and, and 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 that's part of that journey i was just uh, discussing that's part of the, uh, overcoming things like that and not lo- allowing that to uh, knock you off your game and and, and so it's just a magical season for these guys and a magical ride. If you look back over the, the last four or five years and how they brought this all together and, and and what else panned out was these number one picks they have. I think they, they may have misfired on one. That's about it. And so you're talking about being able to evaluate talent and, and bring these guys up at the right moment. And they brought them up pretty young and have a, uh, really uh, their their talent and their abilities to come shining through. Uh, tip of the cap to that, that front office and their scouting department and everyone who's involved in, in evaluate evaluating these players and helping them to develop.
2: Uh, so much more to unpack from Game 7 of the World Series last night. Phone lines open for your Astros celebration, your Dodger regrets, and really bright futures for both of these organizations as well. Nothing fluky about these two teams being in the World Series, going to 7 And the Astros ending up winning at 855 212 4CBS 855 212 4227. Uh, Also, this morning, Hookham, the head coach, (laughs) the University of Texas Austin Football Longhorns, Tom Furman, the us. Everybody knows the University of Texas. Uh, And Michael Rappaport, who might be the most famous sports talker at the moment, uh, has made the rounds here at CBS Sports Radio slash WFAN. And this morning, it's our turn to check in uh, with Mr. Rappaport, his new book. The book, this book. Has balls? Is he coming uh, in or He's right here in New York. Get, get up, come MVP. in. He came in for Tiki and Tierney. I'm just Damn. put it out there. He came in for Tiki and Tierney. He came in for the Boomer Science and Morning Extravaganza, but he's calling in to Gio and Jones. Yeah, connect yep. the dots. Yep, to you. Uh, also, dumb Kyrie Irving, uh, dumb Papa John, good pizza. But dumb Papa John. And so much more <laughs> when we come back, though. Um, the postgame took an interesting turn last night in L.A. A young man made a horrible decision after a very, very, very impressive victory. That and a Brad Heller updates next on CBS Sports Radio. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. But it's fun. I mean, we were talking about this morning, me and Mike, as New Yorkers, we have the two Giants Super Bowls most recently. But other than that, we've never experienced a title as an adult, uh, and I would desperately take a Mets title or a Rangers title because it just, it's its a fun thing to live through, and I'd like to live through it. I remember 86 a little bit, uh, at 94 with the Rangers a little bit more, but I wouldn't mind having an adult title. Oh, it's so exhilarating. Celebrate. Yeah, oh, I know. So well, you're bored fun. by them with all your Oh, Yankee it's wins.
0: just, I mean, the, the feeling is, it's uh, indescribable. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's just, ah. Oh.
2: Well, and condolences as well. Again, my deepest heartfelt condolences to your yankee brethren i mean it's how about been eight, eight long years it feels like eight decades since you guys it's last been a won while. a title i mean it's,
0: it feels it does feel like it's just, it, it feels like the drought back in the 80s oof. yeah
2: well again no matter what form it's taken you fight off the man and push through and I'm stand g- back I, always, up and persevere that's you, you don't
0: give up that's what yankees fans do mm-hmm. persevere
2: uh, well, as you can tell, no Geo today. Hopefully, he's back in the big seat tomorrow. So, with me um, here next to BJ, Brad Heller gets to be next to me and give you your sports news this morning. Hello, Brad. Good morning, guys. Brian, <laughs> I
1: fill you with the Yankees. Oh, nobody cares. We're done with All right.
0: <laughs> thanks for fi- well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, no, thanks for filling me, but yeah, I got you. Okay. Stick together.
1: Sports Illustrated's 2014 prediction coming true. The magazine called for the Astros to win the World Series in 2017. Highlighting George Springer on the
0: cover. And George drills this one deep to left center field. You can kiss that one goodbye. A two-run home run for George Springer. And the Astros lead it 5 to nothing. Springer homers for the fourth straight game.
1: Robert Ford on the Astros radio network. Springer's record-tying fifth home run of the World Series. Earning him MVP honors. The Astros beat the Dodgers in Game 7. 5-1 to one in L.A. Their first World Series title. Here's skipper A.J. Hinch.
2: They won the most wins in the league, and we won over 100, and it seems easy, and um, it's a journey, and and obviously it's very rewarding to get to the finish line and be the last team standing. And
1: Hinch used five pitchers with Charlie Morton going the final four innings for the win. You Darvish took the loss in both World Series starts. He only lasted five outs. The parade's scheduled for Friday in Houston, and Carlos Correa has to plan his wedding. The shortstop proposed to his girlfriend on the field during the celebration. NBA LeBron and the Cavaliers have dropped five out of six, 124, 107 to the Pacers.
0: We have an opportunity to be very good, but then you see you know, some of the laws that we have. You know, It's just very difficult on our team right now. We're just trying to figure it out on a fly, and not, unfortunately, we don't have time to, uh, you know, to practice a lot and do those things. And
1: James did finish with 33 points and 11 assists. The Cavs are three and five, while the Sixers are four and four. First time at 500 in four years, they beat the Hawks 119. 109. Six straight wins for the Celtics, One thirteen eighty six over the Kings. James Harden poured in 31, although I'm not sure anybody in Houston actually watched. The Rockets slammed the Knicks in New York. NFL News. Browns receiver Josh Gordon's been reinstated by the league on a conditional basis. He hasn't played in a game since December of 2014. The Broncos making the switch at quarterback Brock Osweiler will start in Philly on Sunday over Trevor Simeon. The Patriots signing Brian Hoyer to back up Tom Brady. Hoyer started his career in New England in 2009. Week 9 kicks off tonight. The Bills and the Jets. Guys?
2: Can't stress enough that game is only on NFL Network tonight. And I believe it's the last Nance Romo CBS-produced Thursday game. I believe uh, it shifts back to NBC for the rest of the Above way. Above my pay grade. Yeah? That yeah. seems like a simple thing to know
0: or well, not know. Well, figure
2: it out then. All right. Get your pay grade low. Simple guy. Uh, phone calls, 855 212 cbs 855 4227 It's a special morning if you follow this Astro team uh, all the way through, especially through the crap. That has now become uh, this World Series title, the first in team history. And then there's the other side. The Dodgers, so close to their first title in 29 years, but losing uh, on their home home turf. Phone calls this morning. First one comes from Don in Nashville. Don, good morning. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on?
0: Good morning, guys. Morning. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I spent all day emailing and calling people
1: and talking about with these, you know, ten, eleven, twelve run games, and and uh, you know, LA coming back to tie it, and everything about how this was going to be such a unbelievable, over the top, you know, fantastic game, and it was just like a regular Thursday night game somewhere out in the hinterlands. It,
2: was, <laughs> <laughs> it, did, really it cool. did at times feel like Jaguars Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it was a fair point. <laughs>
1: I mean, I was, uh, I was, the backs went silent and, it, and it's disappointing. I mean, you want to see them duke it out. This was supposed to be, you know, the thriller in, um, the thriller in LA and everything. I mean, it, it was very, disappointing.
0: very disappointing. I'm with you, Don. I, I was disappointed as, as well. And I got finished with all my prep for tonight's in, I, inside college football shows just so I could sit there and, mm. and, 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 and that game could have my, uh, uh, uh you know, Full attention, and and yet you had that. It got off to a great start for the Astros, and it continued for the Astros, and nothing from the Dodgers. And you knew immediately, you Darvish had nothing. So I don't understand why a manager who's so he, he's so apt to to pull pitchers when they're pitching well, he couldn't figure out this guy doesn't have it again, just like he didn't have it earlier in this series. So he, Take him out, I'm taking him out early in that second inning. yes you want to give him a shot, yes, you traded for him uh into the uh, you know prior to the trade deadline, but you want this guy to win I understand that and you wanna you wanna have faith in him, but you could tell he had nothing so you uh after McCann walked Marwin Gonzalez double you're taking I'm out. him out there he's out
2: I'm taking him out he has nothing yeah i I'm, I'm pulling him early you have you know, my, my first, my initial biggest issue was not him staying in the game. It was then that he went to Morrow after the homer. And I knew what he was doing when Morrow got up. He, as I said in the first segment, he was, he was preparing to use him as if he was the seventh or the eighth inning and get him out of a jam. And then you start with Kershaw or whomever in a fresh inning, and they go multiple frames. But then when Springer's the home run, now there's two outs and nobody on and now the jam is over, and now you bring Morrow in, and yes, he gets the he strikes out Bregman, the inning's over, and the threat's done, but now you've used him, who's still one of your better weapons, in really not the same situation he was. I almost thought you should have had somebody else up alongside or just let Darvish pitch to Bregman while somebody else got, or then you brought I, listen, Morrow back I, I, in.
0: He had Morrow up in, at the uh, end of the first inning, and, and so you get him back up, you you I I had no problem with him putting him in, putting him in then. Uh, you want to stop this right now. So you put him in there because you're not going to get a, a ton out of him. You've pitched this guy pretty much every game. You're not getting right. a lot out of him. So I'm going to use him right now. I'm stopping the bleeding right now. So I know he's not going to be in here for the long haul. So this seems like a dire situation here in the second inning. Let's get him in and, and get us out of this jam, and maybe we can develop or you know, put some offense forward and, and get us back into this ball game. So I had no problem with that call. I just had a problem when he went to it. Eight
2: five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm sure Don and National are the only one that's disappointed by the way Game Seven went last night. If you're an outsider and you're not rooting for one of these two teams, you just wanted a good baseball game. Uh, we did not get the drama of previous games in this series, which would have been hard to match. I mean, Game 2 uh, and Game 5 are just epic all-time games, uh, but certainly we could have had a little bit more doubt in the final score. I mean, it was 5 nothing at the top of the second inning last night in L.A., so it didn't live up to some expectations, but the series was great. The two seasons were great for those two clubs, and just to go to Game 7 uh, really, I-, I guess, is the accomplishment, so to speak, for the series as a whole, even if the game itself, standing alone, was not an all-timer. Now, things did take an interesting turn after the game. Carlos Correa uh, being interviewed by Ken Rosenthal on Fox, the normal kind of, oh, my God, you just won. How does it feel? And then Carlos Correa doubled down, (laughs) stole his own thunder. He's a world champ. He's the face of this franchise. He's going to be you know, one of an all-time great, probably, the way his, his career is trending right now. And then he goes and does this live on Fox last night. It's everything and more, man. It's everything and more. It's one of the biggest steps of my life, one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. And right now I'm about to take another big step in my life. Daniela Rodriguez,
1: you make me the happiest man in the world. Will you marry me?
2: Yes. Say yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, Charlie Morton doesn't make you the happiest man in the world. George Springer doesn't. They just won you a world title. He said Carlos that. Carlos Correa. He said that. Uh, he proposed to one of those he guys. He said that at the, right at the beginning. He said that at the beginning. He said that beginning. Why do you have a problem well, with that? He said, Danielle, you make me the happiest man in the world. He
0: said, what did he say at the beginning of that cut? He said, this is the best moment of my life. Now, until about to the, until and now. And now about to have the second best moment of my life. I, I'm going to add I to had it. no problem with that. that. None whatsoever. Did you get down on one knee when you proposed?
2: Uh, I did not. Uh, yes, I did. In a public place? No. Oh. No. I, I did. had not won. The, we lost the World Series that year, so I, <laughs> I couldn't do it on the field. I did it outside <laughs> an airport in Puerto Plata. <laughs> Where well, you're leaving?
0: Like no. B- before I go? <laughs> before I go, let me lead it with you. Yeah. yeah. Don't take this the wrong way. Just say I do. Okay. I'll be back soon. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. I was just just arriving, man. Come on.
2: Oh, you got Let's off the it. plane. Yeah. To begin a romantic right. rendezvous. From, from all you. those strangers. Now, See, point, I have a heart. But I, I
0: have no... <laughs> in I that have, one moment. Yeah. It, it's a fleeting heart. And it sucked, uh, so I stopped it. I had no problem with that because he'd of already congratulated his, his his teammates. He talked about how this is a great moment, best moment in my life, and now I'm going to add to this great moment by having the second best moment in my life. And What was wrong with that? Yes.
2: Nothing. Why are you taking me so seriously all of a sudden?
0: I don't know when you're serious and when you're not. Maybe you suck at joking.
2: Maybe it's possible. Yeah, now, poor, how about that? Poor Daniela was stuck behind a barricade at first, yeah, and she smartly ripped it out of the way. Give like, <laughs> me that ring! My goodness, it was huge. Don't hold me back. Uh, the ring was bigger than the baseball. I man. mean, it basically was slicker <laughs> than the baseball too. I think garbage <laughs> had thrown a slaughter at that bad boy, not an actual baseball. Now, um, I had to go. To, my mind goes in two ways when these things happen. First off, it's like when guys do their home run celebration or their touchdown celebration, whatever it is. I'm always amazed by the memory of it. Like, if I had a home run, I would be running on the bases so fast going, that was a home run, that was a home run, yeah. that was a home run. And I'd be excited about, like, the game. I, that, now we're winning, we're almost back in it. I wouldn't remember to double tap my left shoulder and blow a kiss <laughs> to the sky and make a bird symbol in my hands like <laughs> these guys do. And now, how did he in the moments after the World Series... Where'd the ring come from? Who is holding ah, it? Here we when go. did they get it? Does Ken Rosenthal know what's coming? Is Does that he do it standing? if they lose? Well, I mean, obviously not. But is yeah. he standing? Are they, are they by the barricade on purpose? Like, did they not connect the barricades so Danielle could rip right through it to get to the ring? I have so many follow-up questions uh, about when things like that go down. And but congratulations to the two of them. Now I, I did had to do some research to find out who she was. Now, do you know who Daniela Rodriguez is, no. the size of future Mrs. Correct?
0: Other than my uh, brother lives in, well, did live in Houston uh, during his residency, uh, had a picture with them at the grocery store.
2: Okay. Now Daniela is a former Miss Texas USA, Miss USA oh, cool. Texas. There you go. And she, th- no one, at least when I read this morning, we're not sure how this all came about, but she threw out the first pitch. Before an Astros game last August, mm. we all might have seen it. I didn't remember it this morning until I googled it. It was terrible. <laughs> she, now she stood there and she did like the "I'm point, I'm looking at you" thing, like I'm, you know. And she like stood there and took a pitcher's pose and got ready and wound up, and then she spiked the ball. Did through Did she the, throw it to Correa? Uh I don't remember that part. But okay. she spiked it through the left hand batter's box. I okay. mean it was nowhere close to the home plate. All right. But so that was last August. And left then an impression. In October of last year, so two and a half months later or so, Instagram pictures start popping up of the two of them hanging out at concerts, wherever. So the relationship begins within three months of the first pitch, and I'm thinking, you know, that's a baller move. You're sitting in the dugout, this beautiful woman's on the mound. Mm-hmm. Do, how do you, you know, do you go, oh, she's cute. Like, do you, do you have, how do you make the connection? You, you have find people
0: that? within the Astros organization, right. your media, your PR people, you say, yeah,
2: how do I find
0: so-and-so? Yeah. How do I get him. a message to so-and-so?
2: Good for him. Mm. It reminds me of Andy Roddick, who's married to Brooklyn Decker, who was a mm. model and now she's an actress and a businesswoman. He just saw her in the magazine or someone was yeah. like, ah, you're pretty. I want to take you to dinner. and had his agent call her agent. They went out to dinner now they're married and they've got two kids. Yep. There you go took me three and a half years to convince my wife to like me. Really? I mean, I wasn't the number one tennis player in the world, nor the Astros' all-star shortstop, which might have helped the cause. I did that with a San Francisco 49ers cheerleader. During the game? You well, I met her prior
0: to the game, and then uh-huh. uh, and our eyes met. And uh, then I reached <laughs> out I to— When I didn't sack yeah. Steve
2: Young. I looked over at her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh I had or Elvis my buddy it, it, who would it, have been you. Would you not know. have been chasing down? Who was the quarterback then? Uh,
0: I have no idea. Uh, Young was still there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I had
2: my buddy and our PR reach out to their PR, and and that was it. It fizzled. So she can't fraternize with Niners, but she can with the visiting team. Yeah. Look at her. Look at Apparently you. Fairly so. I wish I had some game. You my, have game. You adults. got the one you wanted. Yeah, that was good. That worked out well. But, again, it took a really long time. Okay, so what? You it took a long like, time. It's supposed to be like, easy? You sound like her now. It's supposed to take time. That's how she explains it. So you would not down the end. I'm like, yeah, but it sucked for two and a half years. <laughs> not the whole two and a half years. But
0: it so was. So you annoying. were pursuing this woman you're,
2: who's now uh, your wife for two and a half years? Not consistently pursuing, but I okay. was pursuing at the beginning there was no return pursuit. Right. <laughs> and then there was, uh, and then we both kind of went our separate ways, not that, we, I mean, we, and still stayed in touch. We right. lived in the same neighborhood, so, so I saw her. Uh, and then things started back again in the so back half. What
0: So, what occurred to. Uh, Forced long, her to change her mind. It's a long story. Oh, we'll
2: make it a short one. No. do we need to go to break? She just realized that I was awesome. Let's oh, just, okay. There you go. Yeah. Boom. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Kyrie Irving remains very good at basketball, not good at geography and intelligence. That's next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Gio and Jones.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, Tim Herman, the head coach, of Texas football, will join us. Tim. I don't know what the hell you're joking. He's on the show uh, in about an hour from now. We'll also check in with Michael Rappaport, author, podcast host, actor. In
0: the T silent Rapaport.
2: No, <laughs> no, yes, no, poor. no, you silent, man. We'll ask him when he joins us uh, in our number okay, three. Okay, Tim. Uh, Big Friday edition of Geo and Jones is coming to you, by the way. Really? Uh, What's happening? Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings will be on the show. And oh. uh, your buddy. Is he back playing? Did he play last week, Diggs? Mm. Good. Mm. Uh, and your buddy, Bill Hancock, who's the ah. executive director.
0: Yes, he runs everything up there. the he, college football he, Playoffs Yeah, I'm going to have to get up there and
2: system. take him up on that food. So here's Kyrie Irving, point guard once for the Cleveland Cavaliers, now of the Boston Celtics. This began when he was still in Cleveland. It continues now uh, in Boston. Kyrie remains unsure uh, of the physical composition of the planet that we live on. (laughs) I like that, physical composition. Uh, Still hanging on the possibility of things being flat, uh, not round. And here is Kyrie uh, with Gino Ariema holding court with Gino, the podcast hosted by the UConn women's basketball legendary coach.
0: When I started actually doing research on my own and figuring out that there is no real picture of her, like there's not one picture of Earth, And we haven't been back to the moon 1961 or 1969.
1: And, 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 and it becomes like conspiracy.
2: Um, no, it doesn't. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, Kyrie. I don't I don't know what he's trying to do here because in one
0: instance he's saying, I just want to challenge universal truth. Right. On the other, hey, I don't really believe this stuff, what I'm saying, but I want to have an open conversation. Then I do believe what I'm saying, and I'm being duped here. We're all being duped. Which one is it? He keeps contradicting himself.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> – I, <laughs> I'm trying not. Plenty to Plenty of pictures. We get wanna, pictures all the time, don't we? I want to yell at this guy. I really, <laughs> really do. Now, I'm all for debate, and you should listen to the other side. You should, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes and think about the way they think about certain things. Be open to conversation and to changing your thoughts because things do change and develop, and um, so there's a lot of room for that. But there's also things that are called facts that are facts that you can't argue. Like my sweatshirt's gray. You can't tell me that it's green, and and if you do, you are an idiot. Let me look at it for a while. We're not, or you're colorblind, (laughs) but it's gray, right? I mean, they're like two plus two is four. It's not seven. It's not thirteen. It's not one hundred and nineteen. And if you're saying those other things, you should be shouted down and shamed. Kyrie Irving and other people. Now I don't. I I refuse to think about this because no one should waste their brain power on this. But I guess people, the real true flat Earth people, part of their assumption is that there is some kind of mythical like wall at the end of the flatness that like keep us from falling off and send the water back the other way so that the water just run off the table right. from the oceans. I mean, it's such a preposterous thing. It's we don't have a picture of the Earth. I mean, what? what Plenty is of that?
0: pictures. So the pictures we see of the other planets—is that just Hollywood's making that up? Are, and those <sighs> planets—are they flat as well? They look round to me. Uh, I, just... I am colorblind at certain times of the day, <laughs> like when I'm picking <laughs> out clothes sometimes. Uh, but uh, I don't get this. So is this is this a, a, a only? His comments and his view and claims, are they only specific to the Earth
2: and not to other planets out there? Yeah, universe? I don't know. I don't know how far he takes it. Um, but you know, I, I was struck by the music playing underneath the cut here and uh, the clip of this conversation between Gito uh and Kyrie Irving. I think it needs... It needs a change. It needs to f- more fit the conversation that was going on between these two. When I started
0: actually doing research on my own and figuring out that there is no real picture of Earth, like there's not one picture of Earth, and we haven't been back to the moon. Yeah, like the music
2: needs to be mocking this, and if I like, got Gino, it
0: becomes like conspiracy.
2: circus
0: it, it like, no music. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, uh, Coach uh, R. Emma's, uh cuckoo music. Maybe I mean, that's what he plays when you have a guest on that you th- you, you think that's off the wall.
2: I I feel <laughs> like you know Gino's a nurturer of of young people, right? I mean, that's part of the job of being head coach. I feel like he should have put the microphone down, but like that sounds like come a, here, Kyrie. Which video game is that? It sounds familiar. It sounds like Mario a little bit, right? Like, yeah, and it sounds like something Geo would play on an instrument he pulls out of his briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Gino should grab him and be like, all right, no, we're not recording this, Kyrie. Let, let me I show you, this tell you something. <laughs> you can't play defense still. You don't have Gordon Hayward now. You got to figure things out. I need you to be in charge of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You have bigger fish to fry. Sweetheart, the earth is round. And then just, like, rub his cheek, tell him it's going to be okay. Maybe give him a lollipop. Pat him on the head. And, please, I've heard this mentioned before, like, referencing Kyrie's Duke education. The guy was at Duke for seven seconds. Which maybe you can is, learn a lot in seven now,
0: seconds at he, Duke, right? He doesn't
2: think this in spite of his Duke education. He thinks it because he didn't get a Duke education <laughs> for four years, and someone there would have smacked this thought out of him. I mean, please, again, there are a lot of problems to tackle in this world, things that need debate and back and forth and questions uh, and critical thinking. The shape of the earth is not one of them. Everyone stop asking him about this, okay? He's an idiot in this one fashion, and maybe more, I don't know. But this is ridiculous. Stop talking about it. The earth is not flat. Well, it's not. They
0: want him to continue to step in it. That's why they ask him about it. They wanted to see how many different variations of uh Why uh, is Gino uh, sabotaging answer. him, though? Gino shouldn't
2: even be bringing this up. Gino, well, should maybe not Gino thinks like directions? we do. Maybe that's yeah. why. Right, Kyra, I'm going to give you one last chance to get away from this. Mm-hmm. No, man, have you, seen, have you seen a picture of yeah. a rounded earth? Because I haven't. <laughs> I, I, Maybe he doesn't believe in gravity either. Who uh, knows? I mean, it's yeah. all on the table. You, and you might as well, if you're gonna go this route, you got to go all in. Like, there's yeah. a, there's a guy here in the building who's one of those crazy internet conspiracy theorists. That, oh, like, the black helicopter. Yeah, all this stuff, like you know, hidden kids and. Third shooters and the grassy. No, I mean FEMA camps. I mean, yeah, crisis actors <laughs> and people like that. the same guy was in San Bernardino and was also in Katrina and was at Nyla. Yeah. No, but if but at least that guy's all in. He didn't pick just one fight to fight. Right, right. He believes it all. Yep. Kyrie's got to go all in. That's the only way to salvage this. He's got to question now everything, not just the shape of the earth. <laughs> when we come back, the idiocy continues from a pizza maker blaming the NFL for his pizza not being something you want to eat. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.